Hello and happy Tuesday. Today we talk about four ways insecurities are impacting you and those around you and how to turn it around to live fully as your true self. You're listening to the None Like You podcast, a space dedicated to discovering and appreciating your uniqueness. God intentionally created you and for a reason. Join this community of passionate individuals and start living fully knowing there is none like you because there is none like him. I'm your host, Linda A. Coleman, and welcome to the show. You want to be yourself. You want to feel free. But triggers come up and self-doubt surfaces. Then what? Insecurities negatively impact our minds and our environments. This holds us back from who we're meant to be. So today, I'm going to go over four ways it's impacting you and how to break free from it. One, our insecurities diminish God's work. When we focus on our insecurities, we lessen the art that we are as God's creation. Like, I would not look at a mountain and go, well, that's a hideous mountain, (laughs) or the ocean and think all these horrible thoughts about how maybe it could be different. Maybe someone out there does do that. But when I think of creation, I'm not thinking those things. I'm pretty much usually blown away by it. And so when we're focusing on our insecurities and lessening God that way, it kind of in turn makes us a God. Like I can't really get upset that I am the way I am. I can't really wish that I were extroverted or upset that I'm an Enneagram 6. I didn't make me. I am responsible for taking care of myself mentally, physically, and spiritually, but I didn't give myself this genetic makeup. I can be frustrated that maybe I didn't put enough effort in staying fit when my genes start to not fit so well, but the overall design of who we are is not from us. And so when we destroy parts of us that were designed by God and only he knows all the exact reasons for it, then we're tearing down something that he built and said was good. When we compare ourselves to others, we are, again, not appreciating how and why God made us. We devalue his intentions for us. How he made us was for what we have to do. And simply because he wanted to make us this way. If you wished you looked or acted like another person, then it's really messing with your reason for being who you are. So how do we turn this around? Realize you didn't create yourself. You're responsible for maintenance. Take ownership of that and be proud of who you are. For me, when I am looking in a mirror, I know, well, I didn't make me. This is how he chose to make me. So I smile at myself and say, thank you for making me, God. Thank you for making me this way. And then I'll say to myself, you're beautiful and very loved. And then I just go on my way. It's been a really good practice for rewiring my brain. Two, our insecurities are hurting others. Sometimes we think it's just about us. We're not hurting anybody by thinking these things, but actually we are. If we talk negatively about ourselves, saying hurtful or judgmental things, or dwelling on what we don't like or wish was different, what does that say about someone who loves you? I remember the time that Josiah had had enough. He said, I wish you would stop talking about yourself that way because it hurts me. I actually love you and you're talking badly about my best friend. This really struck me. I didn't realize that it was personal to him. I was so caught up in how I was feeling. 
I really was bashing his best friend, and I would never talk poorly about his other friends, so why would I do that to the person he loves the most? This happens often. I've known people that are so consumed with insecurities that they don't even realize it keeps coming up. Like there isn't a conversation that in some regards it's not a part of. It breaks my heart, but then I realize, oh my gosh, that was me. I never realized it just fell out of my mouth all the time. I never realized how often it surfaced and who I was hurting by saying those things or the time that it took away from our relationship. So how do we combat that? Well, I would start to see myself from my friend's perspective. I need to fully love myself in order to fully and properly love them. I reminded myself often that when I would think bad things about myself, take a step back and ask, would I say that about their other friends? Well, I wouldn't. So I started to treat myself like the others and worked really hard on not talking poorly about myself. I would try to think about the fact that they loved me and I want to honor their choice to do so. My kids know Ephesians 4.29 pretty well. For a long time, every time they would put the other one down, I would say, uh, what does Ephesians 4.29 say? And they would say, don't let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth, build each other up. So, okay, what it fully says is, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. The Passion Translation words it like this, and never let any ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Wow, let your words be beautiful gifts. Think about that for a second. When we talk to others, are you presenting your words as gifts? When you talk to yourself, are those gifts? Over the past year, I've really thought about what was coming out of my mouth. And the woman that I aim to be, that best true self, she does not talk like that. Now, I mess up occasionally, but it's really good to remind yourself of how powerful those thoughts and those words really are. That's something that I always wanted to ingrain in the kids, but during this journey, I felt like flipping it on myself as well. I really try to love others and build them up with encouragement and grace. But I realized during this time that I was somehow excluding myself from it. I started to eventually see that I was also in need of beautiful gifts. Three, insecurities are distracting and time-wasting. If you add up all the time you spend thinking negative thoughts about yourself, how much time would that be? How could you be using that time for God instead? How could you be serving others or walking out your assignment more accurately and with more joy? It takes away from what's important. It doesn't really matter what my arms or stomach are like in order to fulfill my assignment. Nor does it matter if I'm the smartest person or very successful in order to love my kids and make a beautiful memory with them. If I'm distracted by my thoughts, I'm not present with them. I'm missing out and so are they. So for this one, catch yourself. Every time a thought pops in your head, stop it. Challenge it. Is this something that God would say over me? Is it something that the true me or the me I'm working towards would say? For a while to get myself in this habit, I would think of who I envision my true person being. I would collect images and ideas in my head and some on Pinterest of the woman that I could see myself as. And then I would ask myself, would she talk like that? Nope, she wouldn't. 
So while it may take a little extra time to start, be actively listening and testing your thoughts. It will soon start to take less and less time to challenge and discard the negative ones. When we get stuck in the negative thought patterns, we go down rabbit holes and we're no longer present. So even if you take a few minutes, which will turn into quick seconds the more you do it, it will eventually not only save you time, but brain space. Four, insecurities create someone you're not meant to be. If you are at all focused on the negative details about you, you're not able to see the big picture. While we are human and make mistakes, I know that at least for me, I can accomplish more of my assignment and better when I let it all go. I live fully when I'm free. If I'm always consumed with how insecure I am, would you listen to me? Would I have any authority in the arena? I would guess that what I had to say would seem a little hard to believe. Guys, where you believe you fall short may actually be the area God wants to use you to help others. So when we focus on how much we hate it, we are taking our eyes off how we could be inspiring others. We're now not the person they need. We're now just a tiny sliver and we all miss out. The enemy knows you and knows what gets to you. Often he'll go for those areas that God wants to use you in because if he can get you to second guess it, you won't exercise it. You'll put it on a shelf and let it go. I've seen some amazing women of God in my life and I look up to them and learn from them. Yet when their insecurities come out and take over, I start to question it. Now, I'm not saying men and women of God don't fight insecurities. If you've read Psalms at all, you will know we are all human and the enemy just loves to attack us in these ways. But there's a difference between it coming up and dealing with them versus letting them take over and consume who you are. I've struggled with insecurities most of my life and for good reason. If you were to look back on how I became this way, you'd understand and probably agree with why I shrink back. However, If I don't do the work to heal from it, it becomes a new me that was never intended to be. It becomes a new identity that can't accomplish God's plan for my life. And I'm no longer my true self. I'm just a covering that I use. So basically a counterfeit. An interesting way you can challenge this is by making decisions. For so long, I would self-sabotage. This would create a lack of trust in myself, which only added to my insecurities. But in order to be confident, I needed to trust myself. To trust myself, I needed to make decisions and stick by them. Even if you don't know what to decide, just go with something. Like what movie to watch. Now, I know that can be a really, really hard decision to make. But it's not typically life-altering, so just choose one. Or what to have for dinner. Same thing. Just pick something. I'm amazed at how well this worked. Once you start to get in the habit of just making decisions, you can then start to really separate your thoughts from the enemies or from old patterns. You can get a little more used to the right inputs and understand the right voice. Ask yourself, regardless of the source, is this how you want to think? Our brains are so powerful. They really will do what you tell them to, but you have to stick with it. So remind yourself you want a better way and you're working towards it. It takes time, so give yourself grace. Give yourself time and space to do this. While I have very valid reasons for being insecure, I need to heal. You need to heal. I'm sure you have very valid reasons for being insecure, but we need to move on from the past. We need to heal for us, for any of the kids that are in our lives, for everyone we interact with. 
We can't live out why we're here if we're constantly holding ourselves back, constantly dwelling in our insecurities. While we have valid reason for being insecure, we have an even greater reason for being secure. God made you and he loves you. Jesus went through all that he did, not for us to pick ourselves apart, but for us to be able to live life fully. He gave us a mission, but you can't keep your eyes on the reason or the prize if you're looking down on yourself. Have you ever been around someone who was confident in who they were? Like not cocky, but actually secure in who they were. How did that make you feel? What did that do to the overall environment? What about the opposite? How do you feel when you're around someone who's insecure? What does that do to the environment? Creating a positive environment is in part setting the stage for productivity. Now I'm not saying we have to be cheery all the time, that's not real. But however insecurity is hitting you, it's stunting you. Now you're involved in an environment in some way, whether it's work, home, volunteering, going out. How are you impacting that environment? Are your insecurities taking away from what could be an amazing experience? Okay, so how are we healing? How do we let it go and start fresh? Seek Holy Spirit. I will say this time and time again. Honestly, spend time in the word and in worship. Let him refresh you with his eyes for you. It can be pretty scary to let go of even our negative things because we've carried them around with us for so long. They're like dirty, tattered security blankets. But when we can refocus, when we go to Jesus daily and we ask him to show us what needs to have our attention, we eventually make it our habit and we don't need that blanket anymore. We won't even miss it. (laughs) When I look at the things that I'm worried about now, I just ask, will this matter in eternity? Typically, no. So I move on. Start the day with the word and separate flesh and spirit. And we've talked about this before. Acknowledge your fleshly pain and fears, but then tap into your spirit your true inner person that has eternal value. For example, if I'm feeling fat or ugly, what does my flesh say? So I check in. Well, I feel gross. I feel like no one wants to be with me or look at me. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like I don't have any value whatsoever. I'm pointless. And I acknowledge that. And then I ask my spirit, well, what do you say? My spirit says, God made you beautiful and he loves you. What you're here to do is not dependent on a made-up image. Thinking about your appearance is a distraction. You're here for a reason. God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He's looking for a willing and clean heart. So girl, how's your heart? I'm always amazed when I separate flesh and spirit. We're made up of both. But if you take the time to really invest and listen to your spirit, you can find peace and freedom. Those insecurities aren't as important anymore. When I tap into my inner self, I feel light as air, confident like nothing can touch me. I rise above whatever's going on in the natural, and I can see it from above. It's incredible how small our worldly moments are when we're seeing it with that new perspective. When we rest in Jesus's presence, he gives you a new eye, a new outlook, and no longer do we care about any of our imperfections. We know that he still chooses to use us in his grand plan. That's amazing. When I think about having fun with my kids, they don't need me to look a certain way. They just need me to be present. If I'm complaining about how I look or feel, they miss out on the mom they need. It ruins the moment. 
and they miss the beautiful memories we could be creating. And then they might start to question their worth. The same could be said for my job. I need to be a secure leader. My employees need that in their boss. And my friends benefit when I'm more secure as a friend. I think the most beautiful people are the ones that are so settled in who they are. And that has nothing to do with size, success, cultural acceptance. There was an incredible amount of work that went into my healing. It took a lot to unlearn things I was taught. And I'm still working on it at times when triggers come up. And they will. It takes discipline to rewire your brain. But it can happen. You can be free from insecurities. When we become secure in ourselves, we can then start to see everyone else with new eyes, with secure eyes. We can enjoy who they are, and I'm going to guess people will like you better this way too. We can't fully love others if we're worried about ourselves. If you struggle with insecurities, do the work to heal. Be patient with yourself. It's a process, and it needs God's involvement. It doesn't happen overnight. There's no quick fix to this. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Because just when you think you're fine, the enemy's on to you. This is why it's so important to continue to seek God's face daily, to seek his word daily. And guys, from my experience, he just loves to remind you how much he loves you. Your challenge this week, pay attention to when your insecurities come up. What are the common factors? What is the root you need to hash out with God? Try to refocus. While it's important to focus on you and your healing, one thing that really helped me overcome it was to think about how you can make others feel seen, heard, and loved. Pray for others going through insecurities. If you're interested in who they are and praying for them as well, it can give you a new perspective on your own struggles. People remember how you make them feel, so make them feel valued. They'll remember you for that over anything else. Thank you, as always, for being here, for showing up for yourself to start to unveil those insecurities and ditch the dirty blanket. I pray this week you will start to create new habits and find freedom in the beautiful ways God made you. I pray as you seek God in all this that you would start to see yourself with His eyes and start living fully and freely to positively impact your life. I pray that you would start to really feel secure in who you are because who you are is needed in this world. Until the next episode, feel free to come on over to Instagram and hang out with me over there. Send me a DM. Say hi. It is at Linda A. Coleman. Have a wonderful week, friends. Much love.